Hello and welcome to another edition of the Tigers Down Under. I'm your host, Alex, and with me I have Dan. How are you, Dan? Um, yeah, look, um, pretty good. Uh, it's like chalk and cheese last time I was on. was pretty yeah. dis- disappointed uh, but uh, after a pretty few poor results, but uh, turned it around over the last, in the last couple of games. It's amazing, right? When we were sitting here last week and saying... You know, a win would be good, but really to start moving up the table, we needed two wins to sort of get a bit of a run together. And sure enough, they delivered. And it's it's one of those it's one of those weird ones because I guess he 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 changed up the lineup. We'll we'll start with the Blackpool game, obviously, where he did sort of change up that lineup with uh, four changes. But um, it's not it's not as if you know uh, an injured player came back and we suddenly were you know like oh well we've been missing him and then it sort of clicked. It was just players either. I don't know, just sort of step like Seri, I think has been unreal the last couple of games. Um, I thought Longman up front actually surprisingly really worked in, in place of Oscar Greaves at, at left back was, you know, really mobile and really um, good at, get, at getting up the field and, and sort of stretching them and creating opportunities. It was as if it, it all just sort of clicked together and it was in a way that we probably didn't really see coming. Yeah, look, um, I know when the lineup was announced, uh, it was a bit, I, I was, doing the trying to do the mental arithmetic to figure out how like what the formation was and how they all sort of fit in because I was like going well there's the three center backs and then does that mean it's like Christie and Longman yeah I was gonna say backs and yeah. then like the and then three, who's the striker Helkus up but I was like oh no that doesn't matter it just yeah. did my head in for a little while but um look I think <clears throat> we were talking about last week about like we just needed some players to just to graft and grind and to put hundred percent in effort in for 90 minutes. And finally we, we got one of those performances, albeit with the lineup that surprised many um, and, you know, a couple of players out of their natural position. But I think, yeah, for the, it's hard to, I mean, you you win, you you break the losing streak, you you pick up three points. Um, It's hard to complain too much, really. Um, Yeah. And dare I say, you know, sort of, hello, Andy, if you're watching, because I think last week we were saying that potentially you drop two fan, or not drop, but you do rest him or you take him out of the side, you throw him on for the last 30 minutes instead, you get a sort of um, more energetic display from him in that last 30 minutes and you get him on mobile midfield for the majority of the game. And sure enough, I mean, we saw him score the goal against Rotherham after coming on and um, that more mobile midfield with sort of Slater, Doherty, um, Woods, and Seri sort of is almost like a diamond midfield. I just worked a treat. Yeah, it seemed to. Um, I mean, they all they all seem to 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 work. I think Seri has has pleasantly surprised me since he's come yeah. back in in the last few games. Early on, he seemed there, there had to there has to have been something going on because he just wasn't wasn't right. It just you know we'll go and this this is the guy who was with Fulham last the team that got promoted and was like the like you know, key player for their setup. How, you know, how can he come here and look so, you know, he really did look really poor early in the season, um, but the last couple of games, sensational. The player that that I hoped was coming to the club, really. Um, and he's been, you know, energetic and, you know, working hard defensively and, and, and getting forward up the pitch as well to help out in attack. So I think whatever happened... There was the weird hand wrist injury he had for a little while. Whether that was just you know Im- impacting him, uh, holding him back a little bit, but 
yeah, again, whatever's happened, whatever's turned around for him, um, long may it continue. I, I think he was the one I was most worried about downing tools, so to speak, where he might, if the results continue to fall away, he might sort of say, well, what am I doing here? This is, mm-hmm. I didn't want to come in the first place. I wanted to go to Italy. I got talked around, but this is a disaster and just potentially leave in January. Mm-hmm. But as you say, whatever's happened since he's come back in, he's been fantastic and was was my man. Of, we'll, talk, we'll do the votes later, but he was definitely my man of the match against Blackpool. Um, and I think having having those more mobile midfielders alongside him rather than Tufan, who I don't think has that that mobility to really cover Seri when needed, has just freed him up so much to be, you know, I mean, you don't necessarily think of him as a playmaker, but his just ability to, to either win the ball back or retain the ball and then play those cute little passes sideways or forwards or, or backwards to just kind of keep possession, keep momentum going, um, which we saw um, was sort of the basis of that second goal for Doherty was, I mean, it was I think it was Woods and Seri, um, holding the ball and pushing it back forward right at the end of the first half and uh, giving us that chance. Yeah, I think um, I think all of the midfield over the last couple of games has been sensational. It's hard to to put a fault on any of mm. them. Even even Tufan when he's come mm. on as a yep. as a replacement has been sensational. The balance seems to be there. Whereas I guess like you, you sort of look at it retrospectively, you look back and you go, it kind of felt like. Now, when I look back, and it, like it was exciting to go, oh, look at all these these attacking outlets we have. But I feel like you know you can easily look back and say we we just didn't have the balance. It was we were trying to put you know too many like flare players or however you wanted to describe it into that, and just trying to fit them into the into a system instead of figuring out what is the the best or the most effective system for the the, the players that we have and and working with working that way and the tweaks um, that Dawson's made. Um, you know, now seem to be, you know, working out. Um, goal from Doherty. That yeah, I was going to ask. Is, yeah, goal of the season. That's that's, that's going to take some beating. I reckon yeah. it's got to it's got to be a contender, surely. Um, I know it's <laughs> early in the season, but yeah, what a hit. it just reminds me of. I think it was the first, it was at the League One season where he he would take a lot. I keep I keep forgetting when we actually signed him. I think it was it was for the League One season, wasn't it? Like he didn't play so. any of that relegation because I just remember early in his career with us, just all of those sorts of the shots that he would take where we were like, oh, he's such a he's such a good player. He's getting those chances, getting those shots, just wasn't scoring them. Mm. And then this was just reminiscent, like those long range mm. shots that he, he was taking. Um, so for him to actually find the back of the net with it was uh, was awesome. Yeah, I think. Um, and like on top of that, just his general, the general work rate. I mean, I commented on last week, but that his hustle, his bustle in midfield, he's strong on the ball. He drives forward really well, gets in the channel and helps out there. And I think he's been um, like an actual revelation since he came back into the squad. Even those first few appearances off the bench, like was changing our, yeah. you know, the momentum, changing the momentum around in the game by just tr- trying with whatever he could to grab that game by the scruff of the neck. And, um, you know, I think he's he's been sensational. Um, I mean, Slater's and I mean, you just go through. You start listening. Slater's just been doing what Slater does. I mean, like fifty grand rating Slater, right, yeah, that's like fifty k and like just. Um, I don't, did you see? Did you see the video from Fleming and uh, Graves? They were doing like a behind the scenes video after I want to say it was after the Rotherham game. It might have been after the Blackpool game where they were like, "Oh, you know, Slater's behind us," and then Graves is like, fifty grand." It's like clearly that's his nickname around the club, which is yeah, great. Right. <laughs> 
I hadn't seen that, but that's um that's funny. Yeah. Um, and then obviously Longman as well is probably one to touch on as well with um, yeah. with his, uh, you know, maybe maybe a touch fortunate goal in this one, but then you know much much cleaner goal in the Rotherham game. But to get two and two for him after the struggles that he's had to start the season from the fans, you know, as well as on the pitch, uh, is awesome to see. Yeah, I think um, he certainly has not. Well, in the first, you know, first section of the season, never really set set the world on fire um and it was you know it was weird we sort of were like oh well i guess you know he played for that contract and he got it he got the move the permanent move and now you know mm. he's complacent but um don't again i guess whatever it whatever they've said to him whatever words they've had to him you know on the training pitch or in the locker room or whatever um they've managed to to, to get him like he's still not maybe as dynamic as we have seen him, but he's now, I mean, two and two for a forward. Like, yeah. And he's keeping Oscar out of the side. I think, I think, yeah, yeah, that's, that's a crazy thing. That's the, you know, something I was going to mention, like you go, this is a guy who wasn't really even in form who Dawson was like, let's, I'm going to put him in anyway and put, and put the, the league's equal or top scorer on the bench. Um, for a guy who has had some horrendous misses in the first section of the season, been abused by the fans, it, like just been through the ringer. Um, and he's, he's, I think it's, it's, it's really good to see that Longman actually has risen to that opportunity, risen to the challenge, um, taken with both hands, you know, two and two. Yeah. What do you say? That's awesome. And uh, and also, I guess the last thing to note before we, we do the votes, um, Slater and Doherty's goals were the first goals for City in front of uh, City supporters because I think their other goals have been mm. over lockdown. So uh, I think it was when Slater scored his goal to seal the points and he, you could see him going over to the supporters and then how much it meant to him. And, you know, you, you can't, we kind of talk about, you know, like the, the quality players that we brought in in the summer, the international players, the high pedigree, but there's still something about those sorts of, you know, the players that wear their heart on the sleeve, the, you know, mm. sort of the, the, the soul of the club, your Doherty's, your Slater's, uh, Longman even really, who just put a shift in and, and like, you know, when we talk about the fact that we needed to get back to basics, I think somewhat that was referring to as well, just getting those grafters back into the mm. side who are going to work hard for the side and, and sweat for the sweat for the shirt, sweat for the shirt, I should say. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I guess, yeah, just one one that we haven't really mentioned as well was was Pelkus, who I actually oh, thought yes. right look I mean yeah, some some not great finishing um with a couple of really good opportunities, but on the ball looking yeah was is really starting to hit some some form, taking players on, a couple of nutmegs, like getting around, getting into the into the right areas. And he's trying I can see every time he, when he goes to finish, I'm seeing exactly what he's trying to do. And it's just not quite coming off. But yeah. He's gotta be so close. He's gotta be so yeah. close to, to getting some goals. And I think once he starts firing as well, like he, that he's gonna um he's gonna be he, Yeah. Up. He's got so much ability. That well, so the I think it was the Slater goal basically started from him winning the ball back. So he's he's mm. another one who'll put that hard yard in and mm. do the dirty stuff. Um, but then yeah, he had that chance as well where he he made the defender got inside and really he should have just been finishing near post, but goes for like yeah. the outside of the foot for the far post. And it's you see as well in the Rotherham game, there's a couple of chances where Doherty probably should have squared it to him for relatively easy mm. chances and and was missed. But as you say. 
it just feels like there's a huge game coming from him pretty soon. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, all right. Did you want to give your votes first and I'll give mine? Sure. Um, so for the absolute worldie, um, I've gone three points to Doherty. Um, and then I was real torn between the others because basically for what we've just talked about, all of the midfield working so hard and, and like just putting an absolute shift in and, and actually being like really efficient and dynamic with possession as well. Um, and I found it real hard to pick um, my two points, um, but I ended up going with Woods actually. I thought um, oh, nice just even in the highlights, I thought there was some really nice forward play, a few passes that split defenders, um, split the midfield, got into the channel, into the spaces um, and allowed us then to, to be breaking and, and working forward really well. So on top of all his defensive duties, he has a weird walking stance though that I notice. Like he always... He, just got a weird weird posture or something and it always makes me laugh when i when i watch him like after he's had a, bu- a lung bust and run and he's walking back it's sort of like just real fun it's like a waddle with his chest out like real <laughs> i haven't noticed it i'll have to keep an eye I, out yeah I, I just yeah um and then i've actually given i gave one point to pelkas just for sort of what we talked just that di- um, dynamism in the in the final yeah. third um he's been yeah. real good and i think he's so close to a goal well, it's interesting. I mean, it's funny. It feels like we go from one extreme to another. I feel like there's some weeks we're giving the votes so where we go, geez, you know, I'm scraping the barrel to yeah. even find one player. And then we have weeks like this where we've gone, I think I've gone uh, two of my three are different players to yours. So you've got so many options. I reckon here. we just, when we have those shit games, we just bank up those points yeah, and we save yeah, them for right. the good games. Save them for the, that's a good shout, actually. <laughs> uh, should should do that. Uh, yeah, look, I went I went Seri for the three votes. I just thought he was sort of at the heart of everything. All of our attacks, all of our, our drives started with him in midfield, winning the ball back and, and spraying those passes around. I thought, I thought as we were saying at the start, um, his performances over the last month have really gone up a notch. Um, I, got, I gave two votes to Doherty. Um, hard to go past him for that goal of a season contender. And, and as you say, his work rate around the ground as well, uh, also fantastic. One vote I went Longman, um, probably more deserving in the second game we'll talk about. But at the same time, I thought talking about the fact that Oscar was, I mean, look, it's interesting. You'd say he was rested for this game, but then he didn't come back in for Rotherham. So it's is it rested? Is it uh, just a formation change or whatever you want to call it? Um but I thought we created a lot of chances, a lot of sort of goal mouth chances. And the instinct would be to say, well, oh, if only Oscar was playing, he'd finish those off. But I almost wonder if we're creating those because of Longman's work rate and movement and harassing of the opposition. Um, and his, yeah, his, his work rate, the shift that he put in was, was awesome. So uh, he got my one vote. Um, all right. So moving quickly on to the Rotherham game, 4-2 results. So what's that? Seven seven goals scored, three goals conceded. Uh, you know, Dawson Dawson is basically delivering what Ajun wanted. He's giving us high-scoring, attractive, free-flowing football. And I think, you know, it's summed up by, was it the third goal or was it the second goal? I think it was no, the third goal because Christie's was the second. The, the third goal yeah. where Greaves, you know, uh, uh, drives the ball across the box for Longman to finish it off mm. after an awesome team passing move. Mm. It's just sort of, you know, if you could bottle that goal, that that's exactly the sort of football that clearly Ajun wants and and is really pleasing to watch. Yeah, I think um, overall another sensational performance. Um, you know, I, the one thing that is concerning me is that back post defending. We still yeah. haven't got that nailed down yet. 
this game earlier yeah. in this like it's been the doesn't Blackpool seem to matter. As well. Yeah. It doesn't even really seem to matter who's there because there's been, you know, if it's I think there was a couple where we have called out Coyle earlier in the season for his defending on the back post. Um it's bizarre though, because it's like it's always on the right hand side. It doesn't yeah. matter who's playing. It's always and this time, on the I think it was I think it was Woods this time. Yeah. Who didn't who didn't close or didn't track and close down Dougal. Um so yeah, I don't know. That's one thing that like I noticed that I was a bit frustrated with that I feel like that's something we it wasn't like from that angle and, and that position, he shouldn't have enough time and space to be able to like hit that and, and score near post that should be closed down. So that's disappointing. And, but apart from and, that... Well, and and in both games, conceding almost straight after we scored. Mm, it's Yeah, it's weird. Um, yeah. Apart from that little def- defensive nitpickery, um, <laughs> I think, again, yeah, just another really strong performance um, where I, it was really hard to fault too many people. Again, like a really solid team performance. Um, some other some other players again who I thought stood, you know, stood out really well um, compared to again players that we have criticised for maybe not being in great form earlier in the season. Um, I think we maybe even called for him to have a rest at one point. Minor positional shift, goal and an assist. Yeah. Um, did um, yeah. Just crazy how well, it's, it's, the, it's the, funny the tweaks that are that are tweaks that Dawson's making that yeah. are set, that seem to be working. So, oh yeah, and you know for for Greaves to get his first goal finally after what feels like forever, I think it's after Magenna stole his other one. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Um, and I think he was almost. I thought he'd got the goal that Longman got against Blackpool, so that was also another pretty close one. And even this one takes a deflection, and you're watching the replays going, oh. Hopefully that's on target. It's not going to be an own goal after, you know, everything gets robbed off him. But, yeah, the assist for Longman as well and, and just another terrific display. Um, yeah, Christy down the right getting his goal as well was awesome. Um, yeah, it, it's it's hard. Like even Figueredo in defence looking pretty solid. I think I'm trying to think it's it's more Jones, I think, for that the second Rotherham goal who's not really marking. Um, but it's hard to remember now. It was sort of that ball flashed across from Eves. Um, but hey, you know, if you're going to score four goals, you can't be too hypercritical on on the defending, I suppose. And and really good to see Fleming back as well, um, off the bench. Yeah, that was it. Was really nice um, to for him to come on. And I think it's like a testament to how well Greaves is playing that that when Fleming came on, he didn't go into left back. He came in at like as like a left winger or yeah. like a left left side of midfielder instead. So. Um, yeah, good. Good to see him back. Good to see some some minutes in the legs for the first team as well. Um, and I guess like makes for now starts to make an interesting, you know, almost a dilemma for in that left back position because I know like you know Elders being Elders out a little last, bit, yeah. Well, I think he's supposedly back for Blackburn, but yeah, um, but the yeah. last few games he's sort of been out, and I guess Greaves has been the best available. Um, you're fully fit and available, and now you've got, you know, if Elder's back, Fleming's got to be, you know, is, is close. He's going to be getting you to hope some more minutes, you know, closing on full fitness. And in a couple of weeks, you might have three players vying for the left back spot. Yeah. So, um, I guess they're the, the the dilemmas that you probably want as a manager, having too many options as opposed to not enough. But um, yeah, just it's just what just wild. 
just wild. And and so we're now two wins on the bounce. We're up to 16th. Amazingly, um, obviously Watford played uh, on the Sunday night and they won. So they're now three points ahead of us. But amazingly, after that win against Rotherham, we were level on points with Watford. And you don't want to be going from one extreme to another too much of one week. We're sitting here going, oh, we're in a relegation battle. And next week saying, oh, we're in a promotion battle. But it is sort of, it, it is, I guess, um, a reality check to, to not get too negative or too positive when you look at a table and you think, well, hang on, we're sitting there. We were sitting there level on points with Watford who are absolutely still going for top six and would not be writing off their season yet and thinking to ourselves, well, we shouldn't really be writing anything off mm. too early either. Um, we were sitting here last week saying we needed those two wins and two wins does make a huge difference. Um, but it just really sets us up so well now for the last, I think it's five games before the World mm. Cup break where... Talk, sort of target i guess if you could get three wins out of the five mm. it really sets you up for the second i guess half you'd call it of the mm. season yeah i think it's um it's a really interesting season this year because i think we're already at a point where there's no there's no clear leader there's no undefeated teams there's no like where over the last couple of seasons it's felt like you know you've had your sort of maybe like your fulhams or whatever like really like p- pushing the limits of of you know being undefeated at this point in the season, I know they were ki- they were killing it early on last last year, um, yeah. you know, and and you know even what we've had like Blade, Ooh. like Sheffield United has been strong over the last couple of seasons, really like pushing up there and just like um, I mean because Chef you and Norwich are both on I think it's five game winless runs. I mean Burnley probably the the most likely to maybe start to pull away, but. I mean, as you say, it's just pretty even after that. Yeah, so I think like without yeah getting too caught up in a in the the doom or the optimism, I I don't know like we're we're almost like smack in the middle of like top yeah. first and last. It's weird. I think we're a couple of points closer to the bottom than we are the top. It's like eight to the bottom and ten to the top or something wild. Um, it just doesn't feel like. And, and you go how, like we had we've had such poor form like form up until the last yeah. couple of games. How can we be? How can it be all still that close? But it's just I think everyone's it's just gonna just be one of those. Yeah. It's just gonna be one of those seasons where I think like it's we're gonna be really hard to tell how this is gonna play out. But if we can keep playing the way we are, and as you say, like heading into this the World Cup break, five games to go. Yeah, you pick up nine or ten points or something like that. Um, and you've you've set yourself up in a, yeah in a really good position then to to um, kick on after the World Cup hopefully yeah no doubt well I'll run through my three votes then we can talk manager because I guess that's the big big question um, on everyone's lips after a bit of news that broke overnight um, I, I you can't go past Greaves for the three votes I thought a goal and an assist um, really outstanding performance for him uh, was was brilliant to see. Again, I've gone Seri for two votes. Um, I thought just another fantastic display from him in the midfield. Um, I'm, I'm pretty boring because I'm going two of the three as the same as the Blackpool game because I've gone Longman for the one vote as well. Um, if anything, probably more deserving in this game. As I said before, I thought his goal in this was uh, was great to see. Um, well, look, we've we've I've, I've copied you for the three. I've given Greaves the three points for pretty much the same: the, the goal, the assist. Um, and the almost penalty, um, oh, yeah. didn't, didn't talk about. Um, but I mean, I, I can sort of see both sides that really could 
you know, I can see like the the free kick sort of the first contact was outside the box, but then like it was a extended like contact and like yeah. wrestle and grab and sort you of said, yeah. Like, you should yeah. Oh, I think that that yeah, I was pretty average that. It should be yeah. a penalty. Um yeah, I I tend to think yeah that it should be a penalty, but I can I mean Pelkus made it so that it almost didn't matter. Uh, his freak, the, the shot off that was sensational. Only just missing yeah. the top corner of the far post. But um, anyway, then I gave two points to Longman. Um, if the same, I I felt bad because I didn't find any uh, any room for him in the in the Blackpool game for for breaking his breaking his duck. But um, yeah, this this I thought this goal was much more deserving um, of much. I mean, every goal counts, but this was sort of like a, a, a nicer goal, I suppose. You know, and it's it, it's it, such a and it, it is, and like I said at the start, it is the sort of goal where you could almost imagine Dawson clipping out that goal and showing it at the start of a training session, saying, mm. "This is why we're doing the drills, why we're doing the passing, because mm. this is what can come of it when everyone plays their bit." Yeah. Um, so I think you know, and, and yeah, just deserved for Longman. I think mm. as we as we touched on earlier that had a bit of a rough go over the last month or so, but to really, yeah, really, um, really stepped up and to get two, two and two is, is really good. Hopefully, you know, hopefully he goes three and three. Um, and I've gone one point to, to Christy for getting his first goal. Um, nice little move. And again, I think he's, he's been, he works really hard down that right hand side and is involved in lots of good stuff, plays really smart. Um, and obviously I think based on, I think one of his post a post match interview a few weeks ago is a really really intelligent player. So um, I think I've, I've given one point to to Christy for for his performance. And I guess it's really interesting as well to think about the fact that we've had seven goals scored and none of them scored by Esther Pinyan. That you know we've got mm. the the league's top goal scorer and it's we keep we've we've said about three four times here players scoring their first goal of the season. Longman against Blackpool, Doherty against Blackpool. Uh, I think. Maybe Slater as well. I don't know if all three of those were first goals. And then, um, uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, that would have been. And then, and then Graves, Christie in this game as well. So, uh, lots of players suddenly getting on the score sheet gives us a lot of uh, dynamic options, which is great to see. Um, okay, so news overnight um, coming from Alan Nixon, who's reasonably um, accurate with this sort of stuff, talking about um, Liam Rosenia being essentially the number one target for the club um, with a view of having him signed up by the weekend. Um, Nevin, and I mean, I guess as well, also to say Tank Hessler also basically confirmed that he was one of the leading candidates as well. So it's it's not a completely baseless bit of news. Um, I can't remember if it was on the podcast or just in the chat or somewhere, or maybe Twitter in the preseason um, or, or even when McCann left that I was basically saying I really wanted to get Resenia in mm. at some point because I thought he was going to be a really good option for us uh, in terms of obviously the link to the club, um, his role at Derby under Rooney as well, uh, can't be underestimated, which he then showed, I thought, with his caretaker role there. Um, but, but what's your sense or what's your take on on him potentially coming back to the club? Um, look, I'm, I'm, it's sort of what I go like everyone go, you, know, you look at Dawson as a caretaker and it's, you know, people go, oh, you know, we need to get someone else in, rah, 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 he can't, you know, and he's got a few results. Um, and, you know, suddenly people are going, well, well it's not fair to bring Rosina in and then dump Dawson. Um, but I think, you know, 
he's been doing yeah as you as you mentioned great stuff um great work behind the scenes at derby when rooney was there um you know and had them still going you know picking up playing playing good picking up results um as a caretaker I think, I mean, I don't really have any problem with it. I think there's a lot of positives to it. As you mentioned, that connection with the club, being able to have someone who really understands, you know, what it means to play for Hull City, um, you know, and and really just drill down into that, the, the culture and the community there. I think that's a real positive. Um, and the weird, I think the thing that does me the most is all these, everyone on the internet and just everywhere, Twitter, Facebook, everywhere, just being like, oh, no, we need an experienced manager. Got to have an experienced manager who knows the league, whatever the hell that really means. Because you look around the league at all the, the managers who've just been sacked. Yeah. And I'm like, they're, they're all experienced managers who yeah. know the league and they've still done nothing. So, like, bringing someone like that in doesn't guarantee success. It doesn't guarantee that they're going to, you know, get you playing football that's successful in the championship again like phrases that don't make any sense we've got yeah yeah it just they're just weird i don't know like anachronism just like weird little sentiments that people hold that they just are able just to throw out there without actually thinking about the like the practicalities of the whole scenario and i'd actually say i mean even to counter the idea that he doesn't have experience i mean he was a he was an assistant at a club with a is it 14 point deduction last season yeah. and almost kept them up, you know, just because he wasn't the manager, he was still a, an assistant manager. He was still experienced. He was still working with the manager every day on the training ground. Like he, he was just as involved in that sense. So I, I kind of push back on the idea that he's inexperienced or doesn't know that doesn't know the league at all. Um, but then as you say, that's not even the be all and end all. Um, and I, I would envisage if he, if it was to happen, that that, that Dawson would stay as his senior, like assistant coach or senior assistant. I sort of joked, I think it was in the chat about whether you could almost have dual managers. Oh, yeah. Like, is there actually a rule against having just two managers? Like, I, I, I don't know. Like, you're almost saying, well, Dawson's there as that point of continuity. Rosenia's there as maybe having a little bit more. Um, sort of knowledge i guess you'd say or 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 tactical noose or whatever you'd want to call it now i should say um but yeah like they each have something to offer in that role and so whether you just have them sort of complementing each other um makes a lot of sense to me yeah i yeah i just i keep getting caught up in all the stupid comments i've read about like people like oh we went we were going for you know pedro martins and now we're going for liam rosinia and i'm like there's no guarantee that like Martin, Martin's Martins would have come in and like and smashed it and you know guaranteed his promotion or anything like it just doesn't every single appointment is a gamble right yeah. and that always has been and always will be because there's no it, it, we, everyone should know that there's no guarantees there are no guarantees in football <laughs> that's right yeah. That's right. Uh, well, well, let's move on. We'll do our Who Am I? And then we'll um, preview both games um, if you're ready for the Who Am I? Sure. I'll see if I can go back to my uh, first guess, Glory. This yeah, this is an interesting one because I think when you know the answer, the first clue I think is something that you could get the player off, but I'll, I'll see how you go with it. Um, so I made 144 appearances for City and I scored one goal. Oh, Hundred and forty-four. That's a fair bit. 
It's not Graves, is it? No, it's not. <laughs> it's not a bad guess, actually. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's, no, what's he up to? Because he's about 100, 100 Yeah, he's 101, I think. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. So actually, I didn't even I didn't thought of that connection, but yeah, fair, fair guess, actually. Ah, oh, well, no glory. Um, I joined City in 2010 and I left City in 2015. Right, 2015. I can tell you who he signed from as well, if that helps, but I actually didn't even realize we signed him from this club, so I don't think it would help. It probably the signing from probably wouldn't help, I don't think. Um, I can tell you, I think who that's sort of just, it's, I think that's just before my like sort of like uh, my following. Um, well, I can, t- I can tell you who he went to as well because I'd actually forgotten where he went. So when he left City, he went to Brighton. Yeah. <laughs> uh geez, I'm trying to uh I'm just I'm trying to think of all the like older like I'm just I think you might you might have done me on this one. Well I'll give you I'll give you one more clue. Then what I might do is I might also describe the goal he scored because that might also click. But I'll give you this this clue first. So I played predominantly right back, although did also play on the left when required and wore the number two. My only no. goals. My only goal scored for City. Uh, was when Nikitsa Jelovic had his penalty saved and I headed in the rebound. don't know if that's going to help. <laughs> it probably should. I reckon there's going to be people listening or watching this screaming at the screen. I bet. Um, but it's, it's, it's one of those ones where when you hear the answer, it's going to get you. Instead of giving you the last clue, I've got another one for you as well, which I'm hoping I'm hoping gets it for you. I was the subject of a popular terrace chant involving the fact that my grandmother is from Hull. Stumble, <laughs> I saw something about this just somewhere on Twitter or in the chat or something. And I can't remember who it is. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's Rosinia, you son of a yeah. bitch. <laughs> Oh, uh, I was like, either he's either going to get it straight away, or it's going to be one of those like, like you know, it's 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 like that just just outside the um the memory bank, yeah. Because <laughs> we had the other one a few weeks ago. I think it was Elmo, and you were like, mm. it wouldn't be Andy Dawson because that'd be too obvious. Because he's we were just talking about him, and I was like, I'm going to do the double bluff and go the really obvious one. <laughs> Nah, fair. You, you you did get it before I gave the initials, so I'll still count that as uh, a successful one. Oh, was, uh... Well, yep, I feel like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> no, all good. Well, we'll move swiftly on. Um, we've got the two games coming up. Um, we may as well we'll preview them together, um, just to just in the interest of time. Um, against Blackburn this weekend, and then Middlesbrough midweek next week. Um, Middlesbrough have obviously just appointed Michael Carrick as manager. Uh, while Blackburn have John Dale Thomason, who took over in the summer from um, uh, Mowbray, who went to Sunderland in the end. 
Um, but the much tougher test than Rotherham and Blackpool, I would say. So these are these are basically two games I think where we can really test whether we found a winning combination um, with the side or whether we just sort of I guess face two sides on poor days. It'll give us a, a good yardstick, I think, of of where we are in the um, uh, you know top six race, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I think that's um, absolutely right. Um, <clears throat> I mean, we're we've built a little bit of form, but it doesn't look like it's quite as good as uh, you know Blackburn's current run. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so I think uh, yeah, yeah it's five of... wins in the last six or something. Yeah, oh no, sorry, just... sorry, that was five in the last six against us, but three wins in a row in the league. Yeah, yeah. Um, and four in their last five. So yeah. With no draws this season. Um, yeah. No, I just saw Brereton Diaz's name and I was like, oh, not that guy again. Yeah, I think he's level on goals with um, with Oscar at the top, yeah. um, along with Sargent at Norwich as well. Um, and, of course, if Bradley Dack is playing, it's, you know, infamous for his uh, mm. shambles comment when our, our Boxing Day fixture got postponed. So, yeah. um, so you know, it's, it's a fun fixture because, of course, the, um, yeah. the last time we played them was Ajun's first game. Yeah, look, I think um, it'd be interesting. I guess, like, I mean, it's hard to say. Like, a week ago, I would have been like, no, nah, no chance. And now, like, I look at both of these games and I go, is it possible to win both? Sure. Is it likely that we win both? I still don't know about that. But I also don't feel like we're going to get beat in both. Yeah. So I'm sort yeah, of in no the middle. Doubt. I kind of am feeling like like a four points from the from both yeah. games is, like, where we're, where we're sort of at. That's um, what I was going to say. I feel like it's a yeah, winning a draw with them. Um, I don't know which one we're going to win, which one we're going to. I think Borough's the more likely, but then as you're saying, Blackburn mm. just don't do draws this season, so mm. maybe we don't draw that one. So, I don't know. Yeah, um, but a few, think... a few interesting players in both games coming up against you. We've got Akpom for uh, Middlesbrough yeah. as well, and uh, Riley McRae, who's, who's doing all right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, I think. I really just I look at that I just go I just feel like if we just do more of the same, um, we'll just we'll either I feel like we'll perform well and we'll either you know pick up points or I can't I can't see us just getting you know disgracing ourselves or getting um, smashed to pieces at, um, at the moment even if it means like I feel I feel like we've been able to set a bit of a platform in midfield and take control and that's allowed us to go forward and play really attacking but I think like there's been big there's been sections in these last few games where we have really had to to sit deep and dig deep and we've done that pretty well um for the most part barring obviously a couple of little exceptions um so I think yeah I feel yeah it's weird I feel I just want to it's tempered confidence I don't want to go overconfident but yeah I think um I'm actually really looking forward to these games now. Like, yeah, yeah. Really I, I think it, proposition. It's actually, yeah, I think that's it. I think it's exciting playing them now that we're in a bit of form and you've got that chance. So, I mean, spe- you know, especially the Blackburn game with them sitting near the top of the table. I think with Borough still below us, I think, and then they're still really struggling. Yeah, they're 20th in the table. Um, struggling for results. I think they drew their last game nil-nil with... Um, I can't remember who it was. I can't remember if it was Blackpool or, or someone. Um, uh, not looking very good. Um, it's, you know, Carrot coming in, maybe get some going on the weekend, so maybe that becomes a more interesting prospect. But it, it's almost, it's a, it's a pretty good t- side, a pretty good time to play them. Um, you know, it's it's a strange one because like at the start of the season, you're looking at Middlesbrough as 
one of the mm. big promotion potentials with Wilder at the helm. And it's I'm I'm shocked at how it how much it's unraveled for them this season. I just didn't see it coming. I mean, West Brom, I you wouldn't have necessarily seen them doing this badly, but you could you're not surprised necessarily that it didn't work out for them and Bruce. Mm. But with Borough, I just didn't see that coming at all. Yeah, it's been. I guess that's what we were talking about earlier. The season's just full of twists, turns, surprises. Um, and it's really hard to know how, like, the, like, yeah, any how the success of any team, how long is going to last? How, like, no, there's not. Yeah, not a team that looks like they're just going to smash it. And there's heaps of good rosters. It's not like as you sort of mentioned, like about Middlesbrough or like that they have a poor roster. They've got plenty of quality players and it's just not quite happening for them. So, um, you know, I mean, potentially there's our chance to pick up a long-awaited clean sheet. Um, yeah, that'd be nice. Because <laughs> um, I think that I think that's sort of the one thing is missing. Get that for the defence and then all of a sudden there'll be a lot of just confidence all around. Score goals, can keep them out. We won't have to fear anybody. Was that my fault against, I think it was my fault against Rotherham. I said, as we're coming closer to halftime, I said, you know, I'm finally, this is a game I feel like we're going to keep a clean sheet in and we conceded it like two minutes later. <laughs> as soon as you did, I was like, you've jinxed us. And then, yeah, yeah then they scored. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, no, it would be good to get a clean sheet in either one or both of these games. I think, as you said, yeah, four points seems like a reasonable sort of hope in this game, in these games, um, and would really set us up. Um, I guess the big question before we sign off is, um, would you make any changes to the side? Would you just, you know, it ain't broke, so don't try and fix it and just keep going with the same lineup? Or would you sort of bring Oscar in or, or, or Fleming at the left back? Or how would you shape it up? I think certainly for the Blackburn game, I think I'd just leave it as is. Um, potentially for the Borough game with, a, you know, a bit of a short, shortish, shorter turnaround, maybe um, a couple of changes. Because I know, like, I'm just... It's going to come a point where having, you know, basically all of our midfielders on the park at all times, you know, running yeah. four, four of our, like, our main midfield men, which I think basically we've got Tufan as our other main, like, senior midfielder on the bench. Yeah. Salah did take part in the open training yeah. session, so he's think, getting closer. I think they still said after the World Cup break for mm. him, though. Mm. I think there's a few mm. of those guys who are close. Um but I guess Cynic like, as well could potentially yeah. play. I wonder if that means that, like, it becomes if there is changes or something happens, then maybe it becomes a bit of a formation switch, and we go mm. back to like a four-three-three or something to, and then you can yep. bring Cynic on to start. Um, you know, maybe push Longman wide and bring Oscar in up up top if you, if something horrible happened or we wanted to rest some of those players. But um, yeah, I, I, I can't see any change for Blackburn, and then it's I if. If you don't need to, I would say if there's no forced changes, then I wouldn't make them for the Middlesbrough game either. I think yeah. um, while while they're in form and they're playing and they're and they're playing well, just keep them together. That's it. That's it. Well, hopefully they do keep playing well. Hopefully we pick up the six points in these two games, and uh, we'll be back this time next week to talk all about it. But until then, thank you for joining me, Dan. No worries. Um, it's good to be on after after some wins. It's always enjoyable after a couple of wins, no doubt. Uh, and thank you, everyone, for listening in. Until next time, come on, City. You've been listening to the official Hull City Australia podcast, The Tigers Down Under. 
For more discussion, join us on Facebook at the Hull City AFC Australia Facebook or follow us on Twitter at Hull City AFC Oz. The music was created by Amber and Black. There's no turning back cause you're right.